The RPG After Years is part of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Find out more at probablywork.com. Yes, hello everybody and welcome back to the Chrono Cross Club and apologies for the delay in proceedings. Yep, I'm pretty sure I'm now two weeks behind and everything and I can only apologise sincerely for that but a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks which has completely thrown me out of whack. Now, I don't mean to make excuses for myself and for Scott and for Rich because quite frankly, Scott and Rich, you have no excuses, alright? Alright, you should get on with it. Get get your club get back together, mate. Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, basically, uh, for myself, I had a really kind of good system going back and forth uh, between the two current clubs that we've got open. So we've got the FF13 club and the Chrono Cross club, which we're going to be talking about today. And, <clears throat> yep, I was managing to do really well, switching back and forth between the two. And then, suddenly, disaster struck. The pop. Yep, my PlayStation 3 in the middle of the Final Fantasy 13 Chrono Cross Club. In the mid, I just I just finished Chapter 8. Chapter 9 was warming up. The cutscene, I believe the cutscene had just finished, and I was kind of in like the you know the characters talking back and forth. So the big visual cutscene was over, and I was just waiting to get control of my characters on the Nautilus or whatever it's called, and get going into Chapter 9. And then my PlayStation went pop. I know. It is a devastating noise to hear. It went off, you know, like Final Fantasy Thirteen just died on screen in front of me. And there was no smoke or anything, but it now does the yellow light of death. That's right, you turn it on, the red light comes on, you push the standby button to turn it on, and it beeps at you three times and a little yellow light flashes and it goes back to the off position with the red light. <clears throat> now, my PlayStation, the poor, poor old girl... She's been around a long time. I bought her on release day. Yep, the day the fi- the, bla- the day PlayStation 3s came out on sale. I went down to um, I can't even remember what the game what it was called. It was like an independent game store that was in uh, in South End near where I live, and I was queued up. You know, there was only six people in the queue, admittedly, but because <laughs> cause, damn that thing was expensive. I think it was like six hundred quid or something when it came out, and I queued up and I got a day one release of the PlayStation. And a lot of people's PlayStation, uh, I, I seem to remember the PlayStation on the day of release had loads and loads of problems with them not working or failing to work after a couple of goes and discs not ejecting and all that sort of stuff. And loads of people had to send back. But I've never had an issue with mine. And I've had it all this time, like tw- almost 20 years, I think it is, something like that. Crazy old thing. So I've got the original one, 60 gig. It's got four USB ports on the front and it's got the actual PS2 hardware inside it. So it doesn't emulate PS2 and PS1. It actually has a PS2 and a PS1 built into it. So it plays all those games perfectly. So I don't have a PlayStation 1 anymore. I don't have a PS2. I've just got my PlayStation 3 and the thing's gone kaput. 
Now, the reason that's thrown me off so much, and thrown me off even the Chrono Cross Club, because you know technically I shouldn't have an excuse for Chrono Cross because it's on my Switch. But yeah, I've taken my PlayStation Three to pieces, people. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've stripped and gutted that bugger. Uh, I've currently it's been de-dusted, it's been cleaned, um, and it's nice, looking nice and shiny at the moment. I've got my heat gun. I've got a brand new get this. I've got a brand new CMOS battery because I don't know if you guys are aware of this. There's actually a bug in the PlayStation Freeze, and this little bug means that it has to connect to the internet uh, in order to uh, double check. Uh, you know that it's is a PlayStation Three. It needs to connect to PSN just to confirm a few things when the CMOS battery is dead. So if you left your PlayStation Three unplugged for a really, really, really long time, your CMOS battery will die naturally. Okay, it will just run out of juice. And the CMOS basically all it does is it keeps the time and date running on your PlayStation even when it's unplugged. You can unplug it, stick it in the cupboard, and it's, it's got a little lithium battery in it that charges up when it's on. And when you turn it off, it will just hold a few bits of information, including the time and date settings. Now, if you happen to be in a situation where that isn't working, or if the CMOS battery has died, CMOS batteries only last about 20 years, um, you could turn your PlayStation on one day, and you'll see the time and date screen in front of you. You know, not normally a problem. You put in your time and date settings, you log in, connect to the internet, it hits PSN, it confirms it does what it does, it lets you play your discs and your downloaded games. Now, if you see... MOS battery is dead and they've shut down the PSN store so you can't connect to them and people have there's loads of videos of this on YouTube <laughs> you can't you can't actually use your PS3 even with physical games <laughs> it's like because they can't check in to prove that they're authentic physical games uh, but you know you could have it running so that the CMOS battery is there and it's not connected to the internet and it'll be fine it won't give two shits so I bought I thought while I'm taking it to pieces can you hear that? That's my new CMOS battery. So I'm going to be putting that in there. And all I need to do now is I need to reflow the solder underneath the GPU and CPU. And I know that sounds ridiculously complicated. Basically, there's two big silver things on the motherboard. <laughs> I'm going to hold a heat gun onto them for about 10, 15, 20 seconds. And it's going to make all the metal um, underneath it that's sort of like soldered it in heat up and just realign itself so it's all nice and clean. And then... Fingers crossed that should cure my yellow light of death. Because I tell you what, when I un when I unboxed this PS3, oh my god, it was dusty. There was dust everywhere, and all the thermal paste had gone dry and crispy. So, yeah, it's got. I've got some new thermal paste. I'm going to put it all back together eventually. <laughs> it's going to take me a couple of days because I barely get like ten minutes a day to work on it. Um, uh, but I'm going to put it back together and hopefully, hopefully, it'll be running. But even still, I think it's going to be a very, very tough ask for me to catch up with the Final Fantasy 13 Club. I think I can catch up with the Chrono Cross Club easily, you know, especially as I'm the one doing the episodes. I'm going to have to. But yeah, I think for me, my Final Fantasy 13 run may well be over, even knowing I've been really, really enjoying it. I'm going to I'm going to continue as much as I can in the background, but it's going to fall down the list of my priorities. And then probably like my Nier Automata run, <laughs> it's just never going to happen. Uh, although that's coming out on Switch. Mm, that's tempting. Very tempting. Hmm. But anyway... Let's get over let's get over ourselves, shall we? Let's get into the nitty-gritty of today's episode and let's talk about Chrono Cross. Now, this segment, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not gonna have too many anecdotes about it because it was a couple of weeks ago. A lot of my time again, a lot of my spare time, which is normally reserved for gaming and podcasting, has currently gone into trying to repair my PlayStation 3. <laughs> 
my beauty. I love her so much. I didn't want her to die. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so from the club, we were supposed to be going from the end of Viper Manor when Surge, where a kid was stabbed with a poison dart or something, and Surge fell into the water, all the way up to the end of Fort Dragonia. So I'm going to have a lot to say at the end of Fort Dragonia. I can remember the stuff that happened in that. <laughs> but then there was a few things to do beforehand. So... You start off in Goldove and you wake up and Kotcha's there and he's really, is it just me or is Kotcha really irritating? You know, almost more irritating than Kid. And remember folks, I did not take Kid to Viper Manor. She just sort of turned up and interacted with me while I was there. So she still hasn't physically joined my team yet. And she's now passed out. And apparently we have to go get a um, something uh, from a Hydra marsh, I think. And I think this is where you can first of all start switching between dimensions. Now you hear me saying the word think a lot. Because I actually told Kotcha to go screw himself. I couldn't. I I don't know who Kid is. She's turned up a couple of times and she's messed around with my party. I don't want to get involved. <laughs> and he was pissed. Oh my god, he was so angry at me. He was like, "How can you do this to this girl? She's your friend, isn't she?" He's like, "I don't fucking know her from Adam. Like she's just turned up." <laughs> so I told Kotcha where to go shove it, and he got really pissy at me. And then. I kind of agree with Kotcha, like, you know, we've decided not to help this girl, and it's pretty mean of us, um, considering we do seem to have a mild bit of involvement with her, but, yeah, I just don't know who she is, and I don't want to go on this weird mission to go save her, so I didn't do any of that stuff. So I think that would have been our first touch into, you know, switching between dimensions, but Kotcha takes the bloody amulet off me, so I can't. <laughs> um So, yeah, I get to go on just a few little side quests and pick up people, and so Kotcha's mum... Had a, had, a, had a good old slap at Kotcha and told him he was being a dick. And um, she got on the boat and she took me to the mainland <laughs> where I was then able to pick up Glenn, which I was pretty happy with. Glenn is awesome. Yeah. So Glenn's unhappy with the situation going on with the with the Dragoons at Viper Manor. Um, and they've all gone off to Fort Dragonia, apparently, um, on some sort of weird whim to try and piss off Pori, is it? I think there's another state called Pori. And, uh, you know, he, he wants, he thinks there's possibly going to be a war starting up. So he's like, I'm going to join your team. And then, yeah. So at this point, I'm like, yeah, Glenn, Glenn seems pretty c crucial to the storyline at this point. So he, he comes straight into my party. And I'm using him and Lena. And at this point, I'm getting really good at the battle system, you know. You want to sort of do a couple of attacks, magic, build yourself up, use a bit of magic gradually work your way up to using the higher level magic which do sick amount of damage when you're in boss fights but um yeah yeah anyway fine really getting the hang of that now which is good um so i can go on a few other little side quests i went to see glenn's trainer who's actually i'm sure that's the bloke at the very beginning of the game who you can talk to in re village and he teaches you the battle system i'm sure that's the same guy and i think he can join your team at some point soon as well so i'm excited about that happening um and then who was the other character i got to join i'm sure there was someone else i recruited i think i recruited a weird little dog thing um, oh yeah there was a point where there was a ghost ship you know i hate it when games have ghost ships to be honest with you they always just feel shoe shoehorned in to just extend a bit of plot line and that's exactly what happened here it wasn't the worst ghost ship i've ever been on but i was able to find the little dog that i'd also rescued earlier on from viper manor and uh, yeah, it was called Poppy or something. And it's trying to see the world. And then when the ghosts attack, it got really scared and it decides to join you. I'm never going to use it, but I'm on a mission to collect all the cute little shitty characters. What was it next? So yeah, I did all that. And then I think you go to the Water Dragon Isle next, I believe. 
on my one. So again, I haven't managed to go through time yet. Uh, but this is the first point where I find the need to go through time because the water dragon is gone from this time zone and I need to get his blessing in order so that I can freeze the lava at Mount Pyre in order to make it through to Fort Dragonia. Um, obviously, because, you know, like Glenn said, the people from Viper Manor are heading that way. And then at some point here, I can go back to save... Well, I can go back to Kid. Yeah, no, yeah. So I go to... Yeah, it's so confusing. Sorry, because it's been a couple of weeks and I'm so sorry, people. Normally this is like fresh out of my brain. But yeah, also the Dragon Isle, you know, the Water Dragon Isle. Oh, what a lovely location. Absolutely love it. Uh, again, same with uh, Goldove. Goldove's quite a nice looking location. Um, it's very reminiscent of Luca in Final Fantasy X. I really get a lot of Final Fantasy X vibes from this. I feel like they took a lot of inspiration from the locations here. But yeah, the Water Dragon art, I loved it. Um, and there was this whole thing with the fairies and they were getting attacked by dwarves and I had to go kill all the dwarves. And I think there was they seemed to refer to something that had happened earlier in Hydra Marshes. But of course, I haven't been to Hydra Marshes because I couldn't be bothered to save Kid. So I'm trying to watch my language. I've done a couple of submissions for um, the Jurassic Park series on Podcasters Assemble, which, by the way, great podcast okay check out podcasters assemble it's part of the we can make this work probably network so go to probablywork.com check it out i do occasionally submit for movies that i really really like and yeah the last two submissions i did for (laughs) some of the jurassic park films i swore a lot so i'm trying trying to watch my f's my f's and my c's especially my c's (laughs) but yeah but more f's i I tend to say the f word a lot so i'm trying trying to be a better person you know one day my kids will listen to this and be like jesus dad swore a lot (laughs) but yeah um so eventually i had to go back to goldove uh kid mysteriously was saved by a wandering stranger who happened to have this mystical item which doesn't exist in this universe anymore suspicious and then she joins my party so at this point i'm pretty much running kid and glenn because they feel more important to the story at this moment in time and also glenn it's the hits like a tank. <laughs> He's awesome. He's way stronger than Surge at this point. So it's really cool. Um, so yeah, I go back to the Water Dragon Isle um, on the home world after going through the dimensions. So you go back to what's it called? Cape Cow or whatever it is. Or whatever. You know, Lizard Rock. And step on the moment where you transferred. You got to use the amulet and then it transports you through space and time back to where you was. And then you go to the Water Dragon Isle there. The bloke, the, the fishing guy in Arnie Village will give you a lift. And you go to the water dragon. Oh, this is it. This is where you fight all the dwarves and stuff and get down to the water dragon. And he'll be like, yeah, I'll give you my blessing. And he is cool. He's a big ass, big ass dragon thing. He looks amazing. And you're finally beginning to get like the real mystical wonder of this game. I'm really beginning to enjoy it. And then that allows you to go through Mount Pyrie, which uh, admittedly I was rushing. So I turned on the uh, no encounters and <laughs> just, just fled my way through here, picking up as many items as I could. I accidentally froze one item at the beginning and I couldn't seem to unfreeze it. So I hope that wasn't important. Um, yeah, I froze it into the lava. Don't do that, people. Uh, but the lava really damages you. So yeah, I just thought, ah, oh, fuck it. No encounters. Oh, so I swore again. No encounters. Go through. And then finally get into Fort Dragonia. And oh, I loved this. A big, gorgeous looking puzzle fort. And obviously this is the place where you went to at the very beginning of the game. So once you go up a level, I'm not going to bother explaining that because uh, that was what we did at the beginning. Uh, but yeah, really, really cool dungeon. Absolutely loved it. Uh, the, the, the one to the left of the screens where you had to switch your parties around to get them in the right order to spin the uh, things around to go pick up the item and uh, to go close off the item in the middle. Really tough. 
Um, I I just I, I mean I did it on tri- trial and error in the end, but really tough puzzle and I loved it. <laughs> just the fact that it was difficult and I had to do trial and error just made me feel like a kid again, being like oh, I don't know what to do. I seem to remember I had problems with the time clock in Temple of the Ancients in FF Seven when I was a kid. I don't know why because I look at that now it just, just seems so easy. But <laughs> I this was one of those puzzles where I got stuck on it and I was just like yeah. I enjoy this. It's given me a nice, tough puzzle. All the other ones weren't too difficult. You know, clipping the boxes, uh, falling down the right way with the dragon that's turning around north and south. Uh, But I had to do that a couple of times anyway, just to make sure I mopped up all the items. Uh, Yeah, really, really fun going through Fort Dragoonia. Absolutely loved it. And then yet you go up the level, you do the bit that you did at the beginning of the game, then you get teleported through. And again, this is giving me like real Grandea vibes. Like finally I'm on this weird adventure where I'm in this mystical like structure and it's got technology that's way advanced of anything else that we've seen so far. Really cool, love it. And then you go up and then you meet General Viper and Lynx at the top. And then immediately General Viper is betrayed by Lynx who stabs him in the back. And then Lynx gets really cryptic with uh, old Sergi boy, and then makes him look into this frozen flame, and then not not is it a frozen flame? No, it's a dragon tear, and then something happens. You have to fight Lynx, and then afterwards it all just goes absolutely bonkers crazy. And I mean, I don't know any other way of saying it. They switch bodies, but it's not clear that they switched bodies. So Surge, which is whose body is now in control of Lynx, stabs Kid. So she's gone down again. <laughs> and then the whole party fights you as Lynx, even though you're technically Surge, but you've swapped, you know, you've gone Freaky Friday and you've swapped bodies with Lynx. And so, yeah. And this is pretty much um, an unwinnable battle. So make sure you don't have auto battle turned on. <laughs> I did for a little while. Sorry. Um, yeah. So you have to basically lose this fight. And then, you know, Kid gets stabbed by Lynx, who's now Surge, and then I think you pretty much pass out, and then you wake up, and then this is where I had to end. This is where I had to end the game, obviously, because this was the end of the segment. And you wake up in like this pastel picture. It looks amazing, and like I've admittedly I've played a tiny bit more forward, but I'm not going to talk about it. But yeah, I loved it. I loved this little weird world that you suddenly woke up as in, and you're now playing as Lynx. Except you're not Lynx, you're Surge, but you're in Lynx's body, but everyone thinks you're Lynx. And yeah, it's just like, <gasps> what is going on, okay? I, first of all, interdimensional travel, sign me up. This is cool shit. Second of all, body swapping now with the enemy. Oh, oh yes. Oh, oh, can you feel that? Can you feel it? Can you feel that lovely, gorgeous storyline just flooding over your face and your body? Oh, being sprayed from head to toe in it. I am loving it. And yeah, this this next little, the beginning bit of the next section, I've only played like 20 minutes, but enough to get me through this little bit. And it was just like brilliant. Okay. I'm really, really looking forward to the whole next section of this game. And again, apologies that I am a little bit behind. So what are we doing next, people? We have changed the schedule. Okay. Based on some feedback from a couple of people who uh, they were kind of ahead of us anyway, because they'd started the game when the game came out on release. They have suggested that we adjust it because apparently the next section was going to be like 10 hours and the section afterwards was going to be like 10 minutes. So we're now going up until finish the Dead Sea, which I believe should have been due <laughs> probably probably a couple of days ago. Let me double check. Gotta love the old Discord. So yes, the Dead Sea, finish the Dead Sea was supposed to be finished yesterday because I'm recording on Monday, July 4th. Happy July 4th, everyone. Happy Traitors Day, America. We're glad you left. All right, but stop frying our tea in the water. It's not good. 
All right. Tea is precious. It's a commodity. Don't throw it in the water. <laughs> but yeah, you have to finish the Dead Sea by yesterday. Uh, but when this comes out, a week ago. <laughs> so I'll try and catch up and then get the Dead Sea episode out next week so I can then catch up for reaching the Sea of Eden by July 17th. Okay, so that's the schedule, people. You you should all be on finishing the Sea of Eden by the, uh, July 17th, and I'm going to try and catch up with you all. Okay. All right, let's get over to our lovely feedback from our listeners. And first up, here we have the lovely shots with Mr. Scott. Here the glasses clink. Oh, yeah. You know what time it is. Aren't you? Grab yourself a glass and pour yourself something lovely. It's time for Shots with Scott. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Shots with Scott. I'm here today to talk about segment three of our Chrono Cross Radical Dreamers RPG side club. All right, so I've learned from last time that it's really hard to talk about every single little thing and still get your uh, commentary in in a limited amount of time. So I'm not going to talk about every single little thing today, and I'm going to strive to reach five or six minutes. And I've already wasted 20 seconds saying all that. So uh, we open up this segment trying to go to, uh, to save Kid. This part of the game was really boring to me, even though it was about roughly half the segment, it felt like. Got some new characters. I went to some optional dungeons, Shadow Forest in another world, Water Dragon Isle in another world. These are just mostly stops to get pieces of Skelly's bones. Um, I will make a note on Isle of the Damned in another world. So th- this was like a really hard, like demonic looking island dungeon. And the enemy, I don't think you're supposed to come here yet because the enemies here were very difficult. I even got uh, my first game over here which was very frustrating because there was like one bird enemy that did, I had only had one character left and it did like 120 or 190 damage or some shit, which is like more health than the, than my character had total. <laughs> so it was like, I was doomed to fail here. And the, the game over screen in this game, man, it's depressing. It's like Surge was not even allowed to be born into this world. And <laughs> it seems that fate couldn't be changed ever or something like that. But you do get the last piece of Skelly's bones at this place. So I, I kind of just cheesed it and ran past enemies here. Uh, and the scene with with recruiting Skelly, where Skelly gets to meet his grandma and like, it, it was actually kind of sweet. I liked it. Um, there's supposed to be this thing at Hermit's Hideout that you're supposed to be able to do in another world. And there's supposed to be a boss battle with Harl there. But I, I somehow totally missed that. And then you also meet Radius, who is a character in Radical Dreamers on this island. He's the the uh, titular, titulary hermit but i don't remember that part maybe i saw it and i just slipped my mind but i don't remember it and the reason the boss battle with harl didn't happen for me is because i actually stumbled onto the ss invincible early i kind of just accidentally sailed into it and so i went through that whole ghost ship dungeon not a whole lot to say about that area i got lost a couple times i was this is where like where i started to get really bored with the game it's just i wasn't really having trouble necessarily it was just boring like nothing is happening I know I'm on a ghost ship, but this has nothing to do with the main story and the characters. I don't care. The bosses don't aren't memorable. It's just boring. So after this, you go to Water Dragon Isle. You help out the fairies. Take out a ton of dwarves. Way too many dwarves. The thing that bothered me with this place is um, they have like this really intense scene with trying to like 
you feel bad for how much how misfortunate the fairies are. Like there's just one character that almost dies, and I'm like, I didn't come here before. I don't even know who that character is. Uh, but then you go to Mount Pyre. It has this lava cooling mechanics. The bosses here weren't too bad, just unmemorable. Uh, I didn't have problems with the Karsh, Zoa, and Marcy fight, but that's that's pretty good, I guess. And then on to Fort Dragonia, which is what I have the most to say about it, I think. Fort Dragonia is this like six-part dungeon, and each part has like its own unique boss, so it takes forever to get through. And each area also has a bit of a puzzle, usually, in each part. So it's like puzzles and bosses, and it just takes a freaking eon to get through. And the meanwhile, the battles are so slow and sloggy, and uh, it takes like 20 minutes, it feels like, sometimes to get through a boss battle. It, that's probably exaggerating, but I mean, if, then if you lose the boss battles, you lost all your progress. I know a lot of you are using no random encounters. Uh, I've been trying to avoid that just because I feel like that um, that that's not playing the game as the as the, it was intended. And because I'm the one reviewing it with Bill later, I feel like I, sh- I shouldn't be allowed to use that. But then I learned that our buddy Frost, who is playing the PS1 version of the game, is just running past enemies. So that might be a more viable solution for me. Maybe I'll do like five battles just to get those bonus HP points. I freaking hate the level up system in this game, dude. It's so awful. Uh, but anyway, uh, shout out to the boss son of a gun for being the creepiest boss that has been in an RPG that I've played lately. It's like this floating sun head, like Eldritch sun head that just, I don't know, it, it creeped me the fuck out. And then also the boss battle with the bunyip creature, which is like vomits out a dark spirit from its mouth. It reminded me of that giant frog in Pan's Labyrinth for anybody that's seen that. Um, and then you get to the top of the tower and you have a confrontation with General Viper and Lynx. Uh, General Viper isn't too bad. And then, of course, Lynx kills him. And I was wondering if that was going to happen because, you know, in Radical Dreamers, uh, Lynx apparently killed Viper uh, before the story started. So I was wondering if that was going to happen. And apparently it did. Of course, betrayal. And apparently, the, the, like this huge sequence of events, I'm running out of time. This huge sequence of events happens at the top where uh, Lynx switches bodies with. Uh, surge and then stabs kid in the abdomen with a knife and then leaves everybody and uh, it's, it's kind of cool because I like the way that they play the silent protagonist trope against itself kind of where like you know because surge is talking something is wrong it's kind of kind of meta in that way however I, di- I really didn't understand like what was happening it, like what is the connection between Lynx and surge because you get that FMV of the puma like racing towards the village like did was Lynx just a like a regular cat Lynx in the other world and he killed Surge and that somehow allowed him to manifest as a human Lynx I don't know something weird is going on here it was a lot of craziness that was happening but also uh, it didn't make a lick of sense to me somebody in my uh, Twitch chat said that this game is uh, very much likes to throw a lot of shit at you and then not explain it until way later and that's just the kind of game that, that this is um I I, be, I don't know out of time. I really don't have Fort Dragonia almost broke me because I, I got a game over once and it was so boring and I realized I wasn't having any fun. I even told the discord. I was like, look, I'm out. I don't, I don't want to play anymore. I'm not having fun. Uh, a couple days later, I came back to it. I, I feel like I'm getting the hang of the element system now. It's letting me get through battles easier. So I'm hoping that the game makes uh, turns around for me. Either way, I'm, I'm pretty bound and determined to finish it because it's like one of those famous RPGs that uh, people should play part of the chrono series i'm the host of the rpg podcast which i I feel like i should play all the at least like all the main titles that everybody always talks about anyway that's it for me thanks for having a shot with scott see you next time oh i had a heart attack then i thought i didn't have any feedback
<laughs> but I do. Not a lot, though. Yeah, I was looking at the finished Dead Sea one, thinking, "Oh my god, I've got no, I've got nothing here." <laughs> okay, so uh, the I'm going to warm up the bots. Come on, bots! That's it. Get going. Ah, there we go. Right. So the bots are going to be in full English mode today, and so we're going to start off with our feedback from Ginormous seventy six, uh, which is Ben from the Dragoon Effect podcast. So check out his podcast; it's great. But yeah, here we go. Let's let's push play. I either missed the person that taught me to use key items, or the game doesn't tell you. It took me so long to find it, because it's not doable from the menu where you view key items. I had to google it eventually which sucked. This was all just to be able to teleport between worlds. There are other key items later that are also important, but gosh darn that stunk. I don't remember much else, except you finally encounter Link's at Fort Dragunia. After you defeat him, he pulls a switcheroo and swaps bodies with Surge. Now, your Link's fighting against your party. I got bored wondering if I could win this fight and eventually let the game beat me. Some stuff happens and you wake up in a gorgeous, painting world. Oh, yes, I asked a question here. So thank you very much, Ginormous. But I asked a question immediately after his feedback saying, did anyone else take Lena to meet Lena? Because <laughs> I did. And it was great. She was just like, God, that girl looks just like me. <laughs> and the other Lena, who obviously knew that it was a real Lena, but from another dimension, but the other Lena didn't know it was Lena from another dimension, was just like, yeah, this is funny. <laughs> so yeah, pe- remember, people, you can take the characters to meet the other char- them other selves in the other universe if you've got them. So there's a good bit of fun you can have there. Anyway, we've got some feedback here from Frost, so let's activate the bot. This game is fun. The combat is whatever, and I still don't understand the color grid for combat. I have barely needed to heal in combat, let alone felt threatened. In true chrono fashion, I like all the music except the combat track. Kocha was annoying, and Dwarves Ardix. The fort wasn't too bad. Not sure which puzzle gave people trouble. But the party switching one only took a bit longer, because pressing select was one of the last things I tried to swap my party order. I'm not going for all the chests or characters, so I'm only at like 10-30 hours. At least crafting system is fair. As for the story, it appears from what Lynx said, that he and Surge are connected by the event 10 years ago. Total guesses here I am playing without a guide, and with no knowledge of the game I think something happened to cause a rift in space-time and Lynx's Surge's dead version somehow fused with the Jaguar. That was nearby when it all went down. Or some entity wanted Surge's body, and ended up in the Jaguar, because Surge died I don't know. As I said, game is fun. And we have some lovely feedback here from our lovely JS Cross. <laughs> so here we go. Let's, uh, let's do this English bot. Definitely got more into the game this segment. Some observations. Combat was still boring and mostly mashing the a button until the boss rush in Fort Dragonia. It didn't understand how summons worked and had to look it up. Turns out that you have to have all three sections of the field the color of the summons. I hadn't paid attention to the field gauge part of the IUR until I read that. Thad said, Frog Prince absolutely slaps. Does a ton of damage and hits all enemies. Basically cleaned up the three divers into one boss fight. 
brawling with a team of Surge, Glenn and Lena. This is where I invested leveling up to this point. I'm locked in. Sorry kid. Fatless Link's battle was the first really tough battle for me so far in the game. Had a little trouble following what happened after the battle. Did Surge and Link swap bodies? Had to play a little bit of the next section before I figured out how to reach the save point. Not sure, but the next location appears to be in the crayon drawings from Kid's flashback, before Link's burned down the orphanage. And then finally, from our wonderful queen of RPGs, here is our segmented feedback from Disa. Anyways, there are some very cool cutscenes in this segment, and they are always stunning. It's hard to believe how beautiful this game is. The puzzles in the fort were tough for me. I'm just not good at puzzles, so it's more me really. I might never have guessed the one where your order is relevant. Other than that some cool bosses and fun segment. I'm excited for the place we have landed in. It's another very unique looking place. How do I turn this bot app off? Is it this button? Who's this guy making us read this rubbish? Yeah. It's like 10 seconds of text and he's too bloomin' lazy to read it himself. It's more work to copy and paste the text, download the mp3 files and edit them into the episode. What? I think... Are they just talking to themselves? I like his accent. You would. Hey, how comes we could talk to each other? Oh yeah, that's weird. Hey look, I can see Bill's internet history. The heck is a rusty trombone? That's when a guy... Hey, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, shut that down, shut that down, shut that down. Yeah, no, no, one needs, no one needs to know what that is. Um, anyway. <laughs> oh, that's, that's worrying. <laughs> the, the bot's kind of... Started to become aware of themselves a bit there. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll clear my cash and they should be all right by next week, everybody. Okay, so guys, everybody, guys, girls, people of the world, whoever you are, however you identify them, they, whatever, I love you all, okay? And I want you all to get to the Sea of Eden by the 17th. <laughs> and yes, and also we're a bit thin on feedback, <laughs> as I've just noticed <laughs> for this segment, uh, for finishing the Dead Sea. So yeah, if you can get, you get into the Discord which is going to be in the links below and get your feedback for the Dead Sea in and then also reach the end of the Sea of Eden by the 17th of this month. So that's going to be it for the club this week, people. And um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully along the way, we sort out this problem with these bots. And yep, and I'll let you know how my progress goes with fixing my PlayStation 3. Anyway, I've been Bill. I love you all. And I shall speak to you on the flip side. And remember, if you're in a dimensional warping thing, <laughs> go visit your other self and have a laugh with them. <laughs> Freak them out. It'd be really funny. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Over and out. Love you all. Bye.
the holy hand grenade of Antioch. One shall count to three, not more than three, and not less than three, but three. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. Probably